Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. Before they started growing hemp, Sunset Lake Farms produced cream for Ben & Jerry's. Sunset Lake CBD doesn't use any pesticides or herbicides to grow any of its hemp plants, and they use organic fertilizer and other sustainable farming techniques to ensure the long-term health of the soil and to minimize their carbon footprint. So like all of us, my days are really stressful. By the end of the night, my kids are in bed, I'm taking a minute to chill, but I'm still unwinding. I recently started using the Relax Gummies infused with CBD isolate, reishi mushroom extract, and ashwagandha root extract. I'm really glad I tried these because they really helped me get ready for a good night of sleep, and I really think I sleep better, so I'd highly recommend it. So check out Sunset Lake CBD today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. That's sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. Farmer-owned, Vermont-grown, Sunset Lake CBD. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, listeners. I want to tell you about a sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They're a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Every week, they host different events, all with the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like O'Teal Burbridge, Trouble No More, former members of the band, Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, Bill Frizzell, Sean Colvin, and many more. This June, join the Fab Foe, Joan Osborne, John Sebastian, Marshall Crenshaw, and a great group of faculty for the debut of Magical Mystery Camp. This all-inclusive, once-in-a-lifetime music vacation experience in the heart of the Catskills will be packed with nightly performances, workshops, speakers, song circles, open mics, and a lot more. If you're a performing musician at any level, bring your instrument. If you're a music lover, bring your good spirit. It's an amazing experience for individuals, friends, and couples alike. Registration is open, spots are filling up, so check it out soon. And scholarships are available. Check out magicalmysterycamp.com slash helpingfriendly to learn more. Hey everyone, this is the Helping Friendly Podcast. This is episode 52. Hey Brad. Hi RJ. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm, I'm pretty excited. Good, me too. Um, we're going to be joined by uh, another guest this week, Tyler Curtis. Yes, but the pleasure is all ours though. It is, always. Always. So yeah, so we're going to chat with Tyler and he picked a show that, that I was at a couple years ago. Um, I don't, But Brad wasn't because he lives on the other side of the world in Phoenix. Yeah. I'm just not thinking of a fish fan, really. <laughs> the show we're going to talk about is um, January 1st, 2011. So we're going to chat with Tyler um, 
and you'll hear uh, part one this week and and part two next week. So I've dubbed it the Stick Show. The what? The Stick Show because it's all ones. You know? Ooh, very good. Ooh. Did you, what do you think? Did you do a logo or anything? Yeah, I mean, we had like a think group on it and all that. <laughs> did you guys do some whiteboarding? <laughs> Definitely brainstorming. <clears throat> um, all right, well, hope you all enjoy it. Let's get into our conversation with Tyler. Thanks for tuning in. This is part two of episode uh, 52 with Tyler Curtis. We're going to jump right into set two of 1111 and, um, <laughs> and chat about it. So enjoy. We'll see you back here after the encore.
much and wrong myself for blood.
What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts.
right, so that was set two of January 1st, 2011 from MSG. Um, cross-eyed, into Twist, into Simple, Sneak and Sally, into Makasupa, into Bowie to close it out, and then Fee, Frankenstein, Closer, or Encore, and Paige on the guitar on Frankenstein. Um, <laughs> so I'm glad we got to talk about this, guys, because this um, is just one of those sets that just flows, you know, like pure sort of right. energy start to finish. Um they're they're few and far between, but they you know when they happen, it's it's amazing. Like Randalls of Third Night of Randalls, or even the Last Night of Miami yeah. this year, you know, many others. But um, Tyler, this is sort of your second show. So what was your takeaway, kind of walking out of MSG? Well, you know, after the first set, I, I think that like I was gonna be happy regardless. But um, you know, to hear Cross-eyed and Painless open up. Yep. Like you don't I don't know, like when you're I, I don't know if everybody goes through this, but when I first saw Fish and the second time and I still get it, I am so absolutely like what I don't get worried, I but I speculate so much like what they're gonna open with. And and then when they come out of nowhere and open up with cross eyed and painless, like I wasn't even thinking that. It was, it was just, I don't know, that was a great, great opener for a second set. And I think it's what, like, I, I was sold already. And um, everything after that, was, you know, even the uh, even the Makasupa, like, I, I don't know, everything about this set just, like, speaks perfect fish in 3.0 to me. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, the cross, I feel like the jams also, like the cross-eyed twist simple kept getting better. Like the cross-eyed was great, and then the twist was even better, and I thought the simple was like the kind of the best. Yeah, the icing on it. And so that's a, I thought the twist was amazing. I thought the, the twist is really so good. I, I, love that, I love that song anyway, but when they jam it, like, it's just like they nailed it. Oh, man, so good. And it's an overlooked version, too, I would argue. Because, <laughs> right. like, you know, how many, like, when you, when, when someone's mentioning 1111, they're not mentioning, the, they're typically not mentioning the twist. They're usually mentioning, like, the, the simple or, like, I don't, like. The Sally or the, or the cross eyed, yeah. The Sally, yeah, or the cross eyed, yeah. But, like, I, I don't know, like, most of the talk that I've seen hasn't been surrounded around the twist. But, yeah, I think that maybe it's because it's around such, like, like, songs that people love and then it being a great version it might get overlooked that way but i love the song and i love the version so it's yeah. big brother wasn't there piper wasn't there so maybe that's why you know maybe that's what yeah, yeah. that if they would have i mean let's be honest if they would have thrown that in we there would have uh people would have been would have been flipping desks that weren't even around <laughs> right yeah it's awesome. crazy man that three song combo it's like you know the mm-hmm. so last year you get the randall's um you know chalk dust light tweezer you mm-hmm. got like some of the dicks show there's like a sand ghost um something from from one of the you know there's these like these epic kind of three song yeah um, sand ghost piper from dicks i think right. even miami this year there's there's um or at least the third night of miami that i was that i was very impressed with had the one two yeah you know this the down with disease light sneak and sally or it's mm-hmm. just it's cool when they go and they kind of push into these uh, a triad like that that's just like keeps keeps getting better and and more interesting you know I, yeah i i'd be interested to see what it like what initiates those songs like like or what initiates that block of like of um of creativity like is it a song that's just a great vehicle 
or is it like an overall consensus that they really wanted to reach a peak at that point? I don't think they verbally do it, but you know, it might be done. Um, you know, I don't want to say telepathically, but you know, through music com- communicating that way. Yeah. Dude, sure. it's a great question. It's like, I've read, I feel like we've talked about that so many, or tried to um, pose an answer to that so many times. Like, right, right. you know, like what, what, how do you figure out what they were actually intending or versus not, you know, it's, um, yeah, it's is crazy. It like, oh, keep it up, keep it up. Or is it like, you know, like, all right, let's cool it down now. Or is it, you know, or is it nothing at all? And is it just kind of like where the music takes them? It, 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 I, I'm sure it's the latter, and I'm sure that they're not really they're not they're not planning shit out. But it, it's that idea that they could be, or that they're aware of what they're doing. Yeah, it's funny too that that one of the things I think that make this second set stand out to me is the salady after that awesome three set or three song opener, right? Because even like Randall's last night, I think like Waiting was the song that followed that amazing you know three song. Um, intro to the, the second set of that last night from Randall's um, and waiting is just like a cool down right I mean Sally to me is anything but a cool down it's just like a dance number you know oh, yeah. and it it makes this uh, and especially going back and listening to it I was like man what a, it's just a it's just a non-stop set really yeah and it's and it's too and what I really like about this set is that like people will look at fish like oh they do a lot of fun covers but um but the covers that we see, like, in this show, <clears throat> excuse me, are 100%, like, dead serious. Like, they're, they're, they're freaking, like, going to Because, all right, My Soul, they open up with, like, some absolutely great jams in that first set. Not, not to go back, but, you know, mm-hmm. and then walk away. And then they go, and then they open the second set with, with Cross-Eyed and Painless, which, like, which had like stands on its own legs could be considered like a piece of fish music the way that they turned that song into their own and then sneak and sally which like again like wasn't wasn't a joke by any means and was very Mm. like uh was a vehicle i would argue because it yeah it it was a cool down but it was it was you know even though it wasn't transit it wasn't transitioned into but it definitely was a cool down from the simple i would argue Mm -hmm. um but still fun and then to go into makasupa you know i don't know yes to go to talk a little bit about the analyze fish podcast and harris whittles and all that stuff that happened last last week um he so i think everybody knows the the premise to analyze fish but he tried to like turn scott ackerman into a fish fan he's kind of like on the fence or, or not really um he just wasn't aware of it and didn't like it so harris tried to turn him into a fan and he like the first episode, he, he played covers that Fish played, and he was like, "Scott's like, why would you play me like a, it's a, they sound like a shitty cover band, you know?" But yeah. to us, to us, it's like when when like to go to Tyler's point, like My Soul and Sneak and Stuff, all those they don't sound like terrible covers to us. They're like Fish songs to us, you know what I mean? That they've kind of made their own, like you said, and they put their own little flavor on it. Um, but yeah, if you're if you look at Cross Eyed. Um, that you know, and compared to the Talking Heads version, you have to kind of ignore like the first three minutes, right? Because they don't really do David Byrne justice. Maybe I mean they do, but they turn it into this amazing vehicle of of just a great jam, and um, um, it's to me a fish song. And even though it's somebody else's song, they've they've made all those those covers their own. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I agree. 
agree. Totally. Well, yeah, I agree with you, Brad. God, <laughs> a little bit. You are right, bro. <laughs> bro. Um, bro. All I'm looking for is confirmation. The the simple I thought in you this are set, Kang firm. Kang firm. <laughs> the the simple in this set I thought was like the the crown jewel for me, like that beautiful jam, and then at the end there's like this little outro jam that's just something oh. all on its own, you know, um, yeah. and just really, yeah. really. Um, I don't know, just really fun way to throw in and not, not really expected in the middle of a set like that. I don't think. Yeah. I, um, what about the Makasuba? I think it's a little awkward now that, you know, Trey's supposed to be, you know, post treatment and rehab and all that. Right. That like the song is directly related to drug abuse, <laughs> yeah. well, let me, drug, drug use. Maybe let me be the one to say that, while Trey isn't smoking blunts, I'm pretty yeah. sure there and people. This is another thing that people get mad at me. I know people that are in treatment that are able to smoke pot. So it's like, yeah. it's like, so it's like I understand. Like I think that Trey can can make those jokes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like I think it's funny. Right. Just but a joke, like right? some, but there's gonna be the, those people out there that are like the, the stone cold sober like. That are gonna say like Trey, like even even Trey joking about that stuff shows that he's not really, you know. Yeah, that's what yeah. I mean. I don't, I don't, I don't know the answer to it, and I, I don't, you know what well, I mean? Like, yeah, I, think you're I don't think anybody just, does. Yeah. But I think right. it's a really good point to make, and I wrote it down in my notes because I, because I said like, you know, like Trey talks about rolling blunts. What the fuck? <laughs> everyone, everyone, because like, I remember everybody looking at each other and just being like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. I, I would argue like you know maybe that people in recovery shouldn't do like real actual drugs and like you know marijuana That's is, not a real drug, is, yeah. it, is it a real drug or is it like you know something something less dangerous so it's actually a gateway drug rj i know so, it um, is yeah yeah I, straight I, to I relaxation like their officer said so <laughs> it's a gateway it's a bridge to, to cooling out <laughs> it's a bridge to gateway to just just kicking it um <laughs> But yeah, you know, Tyler, your point is well taken. I've been, I've thought about it a lot, like during, especially during Makasupa. I'm like, really, like, I wonder. Mm-hmm. I'm curious because I like the like he, you know, he talks about after the New Year's stunt. I could imagine him going back and you know, if he's otherwise sober, getting home to his apartment probably at like what 3 a.m. on New Year's Eve and just like he lives in New York City, man. Yeah. He can do it. Yeah. He wants to just yeah. chill out for a little bit, you know. You don't um, have to drive the, the subway, bro. Like you don't, you don't have to. The, the subway is not, is not something that you have to steer. He's not, un, uh, he's not <laughs> operating any heavy machinery. He's not driving the subway car like Casey Jones. Yeah, no. Maybe uh, Trey yeah. will into Chicago. Maybe he'll drive the train to Chicago. <laughs> like Homer and <laughs> That would be too yeah. funny. Um, <laughs> well, this is so the as as any set that ends with the David Bowie is all right with me. So that's yeah. a, I think that's a solid closer. What an awesome what six song set or five song set, um, which you don't you don't see that that much anymore. So Tyler, this is really really cool to to revisit. And then the there's six songs, but. Six, yeah. three, oh, four. Sorry, sorry, sorry. It was four songs in my heart, though. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was basically five songs because, like, Makasuba was more of a skit. Makasuba doesn't count. <laughs> and Twist without Piper's a half a song. <laughs> anyway, there we go. That that's yeah. that's some reasoning I can get down with. That's the anyway. Um, so Tyler, you um, after going back and and revisiting this again, what was your sort of big takeaway re-listening to this for uh for this show? <laughs> Well, um, you know, 
I didn't even think that I would find anything <clears throat> that like I overlooked, but yeah, that twist, like I love that version and I knew that I loved that version, but I, I hadn't listened to this show in too long because like since then I've been to Randall's. So like Randall's has become what I go to listen to when I don't want, like if I want to go listen to something that I wasn't at, I go listen to some early fish for the most part nowadays. But like, you know, this was some amazing 3.0 that I was at that like I overlook. And I think the twist was probably the, the takeaway for my overlook for the show. Got it. Nice. That's a good one. Brad, what about you? My takeaway? Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, you know, we've talked about this, but for me, 3.0, I listen to like recent shows, recently played shows, close in time shows. And I don't often go back to like, 11 or 12 so it's it's nice to go back to 11 and, and this is just a gem of a show <clears throat> especially yeah. the second set it's old school first set as we talked about and i really enjoyed it man you know and it's um it's not a 1.0 show but it's, a, it, it's kind of like reminiscent of one but with some the updated updated fish man 3.0 and it's it's wonderful i love it i actually love fish just generally so yeah it's one 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 point out Awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good point. It's, stick, it's the stick show. Um, yeah, Brad, Brad created a brand for that. And it's gonna roll out <laughs> soon. Um, yeah, man. I mean, this is it's so fun. Besides the weird, like, insane um, Reba experience I had with the dude who's yeah, on drugs. Yeah, sorry, man. I'm sorry you had to experience that, but I can assure you that he didn't disrupt mine. So. Okay, good. Well, my my wife's is like a social justice like person, and so she's like, you know, she's worried about this guy's well being because the security guards are dragging him out and taking apart the chairs. And I'm like, dudes, all I care about is listening to this fucking rebook and everyone like chill out and stuff. <laughs> you, chill the fuck you out were you were about to walk over there and just kind of rip the seats apart. And yeah. Say, <laughs> I wanted to be like, dude, if you're having a bad trip, this Reba should just like help you yeah. ease back in, you know. But um anyway, the there was a really good show and that second set is is so fun. Um Money. One thing I was thinking about is the um it's you know, the this year in Miami obviously they started with the the New Year's show and then ended with the third and then this this was the last night of four or five around new year's probably the best you know or the the most um improvisational of the run and it's interesting like not to end with new year's eve but to like have a couple shows after new year's eve so the Mm -hmm. pressure is not totally on to like do everything on that night like this one 2015 in miami i'm see i see a lot of parallels between between those two shows as like the last night of a run when they've been able to kind of get the new year's thing over with and then you know kind of just unwind you know yeah no i i think it's like the walk of shame show because it was like you know all right everybody raged out on the 31st and now you got to come back and like you know sober up and then get fucked up and then go see fish again <laughs> so it's like i guess yeah. it's like seeing fish any other night but i don't know <laughs> like, but, but it, <laughs> it is definitely a weird vibe to see fish like even for me because like i was looking for pieces of confetti and i couldn't find any i found one of the dancers that, like one of the girls that dressed up for the meat stick thing she was like dressed up still in her like swedish get up and she was like dancing around and like i i met her like because i was like hey i watched you on the on the webcast I, nice. like, it was a cool vibe i don't know they were all was she like, lost you think how oh, she's still dressed up that's amazing no i have no idea but i i remember tweeting about it too because like i was like just met like one of the swedish chicks from last night and i know it was <laughs> her because she was still in uniform 
That is amazing. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah. Maybe she just never left, and she was like, "Bro, this this show is pretty sweet. Still happening." See, I, I read on Fantasy Tour that I'm supposed to go up into the ducks and like I'm supposed to hide out with a tank. I I don't know. Like, yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Arjun, uh, did you did you go to the tweet up on one on one? No, no. This is like before I knew about Twitter. I was you were not, even the tweeter. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. 2011, man. I was like, I was at one of those shitty Irish bars across the street from MSG, just drinking beers yeah, with yeah. Patrick so, and. Well, sorry, we were others. at a shitty MSG. We were at a shitty bar across from. <laughs> yeah, maybe it was the same one. I just, you know, didn't didn't see. You guys. Yeah, we had the whole back area. There was some pictures from it, and everyone like was raging so hard the night before that people look like dangerously fucked up. Like, still, it's. It, it, <laughs> It's um it, yeah all the all the pictures from the tweet up are phenomenal. Awesome. Amazing. We'll have to we'll try to find those. Thank you guys. Like th- yeah. this was a, uh, a a big highlight in my in my fan career. To, uh, awesome, dude. Well, we really appreciate it, you guys. That's really yeah, nice we, to hear, man. Thank you. It was a great yeah, pick yeah. of a show. Yeah, we really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Sweet. So um, hit us up on on Twitter and hopefully. Uh, you know, these post July 4th shows, um, that, that fish will be putting on. Hopefully some will be near us and we can, we can get together. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I'll be sure to like, uh, promote this show and like the ones in the future too. Um, awesome. appreciate it. Yeah. Thank, that'd be great. That'd be great. Yeah. Over the shakedown blog account that I run and over on uh, my, my personal one. So cool. Thanks, if we're, Tyler. If we're worthy, man. Yeah. Yeah. We appreciate it. No, yeah. I really appreciate it. Thank you guys. Cool, All man. right. Have a, good, have a good day, Tyler. Thanks for joining yeah. us, man. Yeah, you guys too. Thank you. All right, dude. Take it easy. All right. So thanks um, for listening to part two. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun to chat with Tyler and um, mm-hmm. really good to, to, to try out this new format. And please, as always, let us know. Right. Let us know via the, via the Twitters, HFPod and Gmails, Helping Friendly Podcast at Gmail. Um, and um, we're on the internet too, which is like if you go to blog spot and stuff so we'll be back we'll be back now because this will be weekly each set so we'll be we'll be back next week with another brand new episode so a whole new fresh show yeah so hope everyone tunes in and thanks for thanks for listening keep on rocking Hey there, I am Johnny Christ from Avenge Sevenfold, and I've got a podcast called Drinks with Johnny you're going to want to check out. I sit down with a bunch of different people from all different walks of life, from professional wrestlers to actors, comedians, fighters, musicians, everything in between. I'm just looking to make some friends and have a good time doing it. So if that sounds like something you're into, go check out Drinks with Johnny, streaming everywhere now. Bowie, Dylan, Marley. You've heard the names and maybe you've heard their songs, but what about the stories behind the records that make titans of music like these so universally loved and important? Join me, Josh Adam Myers, host of The 500, as each week I go through a different album from Rolling Stone Magazine's 500 Greatest Albums list from 2012 with an incredible lineup of comedians, actors, and musicians talking about how the music has impacted their lives. 
New episodes of The 500 come out every Wednesday. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts.